Hello, I'm Emily Dean. And I'm Kim Hyland. And we're your hosts for You're Not That Special. Where we share conversations about the wonder and joy of our everyday lives. And we're so glad you're here. Good evening, Emmy. Good evening. So we are at your house. Mm -hmm. We've never recorded an episode no, at your house. We haven't. This is fun. It's the inaugural <laughs> You're Not That Special podcast at the Dean Farmhouse. The Dean Farmhouse. And it's evening and there's a roaring fire in your wood stove and there is a, a fluffy, fluffy puppy. <laughs> a little snow white <laughs> fluff ball. She's so fluffy. What movie is that from? Monster uh, Despicable Me. I oh, Despicable yeah. Me. Yeah. It's yeah. so fluffy. Well, you want to talk about we got a puppy new family member. She's a great white Pyrenees and she is precious. She's, she's just so, so cute. <laughs> calm. And it kind of feels like she's always been here. She really is like the easiest puppy experience we've ever had. Yeah, she's I mean, she's all the cute of a puppy, but she's just so chill. She's kind of like an older dog yeah, who's just kind of here. <laughs> yeah, and she's just so content. Look at her. She's curled up. It's the prettiest face. Right next you should to us. put a picture of her on Instagram. I will. She's I'll our get mascot. A, do a little photo shoot. I know it's we not Benjamin Benjamin yeah. in the lap anymore. <laughs> now right. it's Jill at our feet. <laughs> Jill. It's really fun that you're here right now because you never get to see my house in the evenings. Yeah, you're right. And it's, it's quiet. A completely different house <laughs> in the evening. Well, I was here. I babysat for you last oh, week. But true. I wasn't with you. So yeah. After I got all the kids to bed. Although they didn't. Yeah. Really go to bed. No. Basically yeah. every five minutes I was, they had a hard time falling asleep. But anyway, Jill is so cute. You should put a picture of her on our Instagram account. She's so sweet. We will meet Jill. So, well, here we are. Um, just two weeks away from yeah, less than two weeks. Less away than two weeks, week and a half, depending on what day this is comes out mm. it just it always I mean even though you see it coming it's just you blink a couple times and it's here and it's exciting I am excited and I've been actually trying to practice what I preached mm -hmm. last last podcast mm -hmm. it's so funny the way you that works sometimes you know and I listened back to it and I was like oh those are good ideas you should try <laughs> them Kim <laughs> because yeah, just life, and, and I think that, I mean, everybody's lives are full, Yeah, and bringing in the holidays, it's not like other things stop, you right? Know, you just kind of pile it in with more. everything else, <laughs> and, but that idea that we talked about of letting the upcoming holidays, rather than stress you out, letting them kind of inform mm -hmm. your preparations, inform your expectation, I mean, that's what kids do. Mm -hmm. You know, kids aren't worried about, well, they don't have to, they don't have to worry about it. But I mean, I, and actually I remember as a young adult, when dad and I were first married, I thought very differently about the holidays. I didn't think about, oh my gosh, I've got all these things to do. You know, I yeah. just was like, oh, they're here. You know, yeah. I still had more of the attitude I'd always had about them. You had more freedom. 
Yeah, I did have more freedom, but I think I still, it was like, it was not more work to do. It was fun that I yeah get to do. But yeah, I did have a lot more freedom and I had a lot more time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it just kind of can morph. And, but the idea of looking forward with expectation and almost already beginning to celebrate it mm-hmm. is, and we talked about how, I don't want to just say everything we did last week, but we talked about Advent and how that changed everything for me because I just, I felt like I had Christmas all the way up till, you know, yeah. it was like a whole month of really just soaking in that. And so today I'd had a really busy week and so often on the weekends, it's like, okay, I've got this one day to get everything done and mm-hmm. it's laughable, but I was, you know, kind of rushing around and trying to get stuff done. But with that that um, idea in mind, it was a beautiful fall day. It was really chilly. I love gray, cloudy, and sunny days. Mm-hmm. You know, just the sky is just so gorgeous and the leaves and all of it. And I put on, you know, a really beautiful soundtrack. And I was, rather than just trying to knock everything off my list, I was trying to just consider what I was doing and why I was doing it. And a few times I stopped and I looked outside and just, you know, I I didn't want to miss the beauty of the day, even though I was inside working hard. Mm -hmm. And so, and it was helpful, you know, and just, and giving thanks as I went about it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a small shift in my mind, but it's, it just puts me in such a better place. Yeah. That's, it's not all about, oh my gosh, all these things until the day comes. And, right. you know, and <laughs> it's like the day comes and, yeah, you know, you're just excited for it to be over, which that's it happens. can happen, has happened, yeah. that has happened to me. That, yeah. Like I have felt before after certain holidays, like, yeah, thank goodness we just got through the day. And it's funny you're saying all of this, hearkening back to last week's episode because... Tonight I was putting Elisha down for bed and he was asking me about what were my favorite holidays and he named, he like rattled off a bunch of different holidays and then he was like Christmas or Advent and then he goes, what's Advent? And I was like, well, it's it's a time that we prepare for Christmas. We prepare our hearts and our minds for what we are celebrating, Christmas Day. And he was like, oh. And then it made me think when I, and then, you know, we did bedtime and I left, but it made me think about like, what is my favorite between Advent and Christmas? Like, and I feel like they're tied because of just that concept. Like we are, the preparation is so good. And it also, it makes me think of all of those practical things that you have to get done, all of those people that you have to account for, like approaching them with the same spirit of Advent, like that I want to soak yeah. in the blessing of these people and the blessing of these Well, now you're things. leveling up. Now we got to love the people before <laughs> we get to the holiday. Well, it just like... It, <laughs> That's so good. It really yeah. impressed upon me. Yeah. Just what I bring to Advent, I'm thinking about it in terms of like my quiet time and my journaling and me pondering, you know, the the Virgin Mary and Joseph and and Jesus and and 
how all of that came to be, but it's not just that. It's not just, you know, the gospel story cerebral. It's the gospel story in my home. Like, how am I allowing that, you know, that story to lavish here in this place? And it just totally like changes my heart and mind about, it does make all of those things seem like things that I get to participate in rather than um, things I have to do. So we're done. (laughs) I mean, I think that that is so good. Um, That is so good because, and and it's a perfect segue, I think, into what we want to talk about because we, Mm -hmm. the people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the holidays, (laughs) there's a usually mm-hmm. brings brings the people and it's a mixed bag sometimes, you know? Um, even if you like the people, you're not typically used to having them all in one place at yeah. one time mm-hmm. and trying to serve a lavish dinner, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and they're just, they can be stressful, even a good stress, you know? But then they can also bring up things that aren't so great. And so I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about navigating that aspect of them. And (laughs) and really what you just said is just so good. I think I was even thinking about, you know, extended family today. And and I was talking with one of your brothers and he was just talking about memories of uncles. And I was just thinking, you know, how much, how grateful I am for those uncles and, you know, and Mm. and we were talking about, you know, just kind of people's idiosyncrasies and stuff. But, and I remember in the moment, you know, these different family gatherings sometimes being not like, not, not so happy with the uncles, you know, or or what they'd done or something. But now years later and, you know, that time in between, uh, Daniel is the brother I was talking to and he was talking about how he knew they loved him. Yeah. And so, and that's what they conveyed ultimately, right. you know? So yeah, there were times that they yelled at him or something, you know, yeah. and, and, or there was conflict, but in the end they were his uncles. They loved him and he has really positive memories of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't want to whitewash. I mean, I get, you know, with family, family's messy and sometimes, mm-hmm the memories are painful or, you yeah. know, or, and then getting together at holidays can stir things up sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have our stories of times where, yeah, you know, that holiday that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> fill in the blank and we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the big picture for me is that there's still opportunity for, um, even in the middle of the humanity of all of it. Right. There's still so much goodness. Yeah. And love does cover a multitude of sins. Yeah. And so looking forward to that and the people and, you know, giving thanks for the people and not resenting the people or being like, oh, I got to be with thus and so. And, you know, walking into it with a heart that's, for me, I think a heart that's open and wanting to receive versus walking in with my guard up. Mm-hmm. It's funny thinking about like family and 
the rough edges of family and, you know, like the family that is in conflict. Maybe they're in conflict right now and you're getting together with them, you know, just all the different family stuff that can happen because Ethan and I just watched a, uh, like a cheesy Christmas movie and it's one of the newer ones, but it was so funny because you're watching and the whole time it's like, you know how there's that one family in every cheesy Christmas movie that's like so Christmas and they're like Christmas everything. And the mom comes out and she's like, do you want a cookie while they're decorating the tree? And it's like six different types of cookies. And, but they're like this really dysfunctional family. Yeah. And what's funny about it is they just keep doing the next activity. They just keep <laughs> getting together. And the whole time, like, you're watching it and you're laughing and it's, like, definitely a comedy. You know, it's supposed to be funny, but it's, like, the the bigger joke is that they just keep coming back together. Yeah. And they all hate each other. <laughs> that's kind of the and, theme of so many holiday well, movies. Well, yeah. and that's without, you know, Christian love. That's yeah. just, that's just people being like, you know what? You're my family. And... It's just, you know, this, it's like a, it's still love, you know, it's a choice. Right. But when we have, when we have Christ's love as our example, I think, yeah, it calls us to a higher standard, but in a lot of ways it makes the holidays easier to navigate because you watch these people, these like cheesy Christmas movies, and they're always like, they're they're trying to love one another, but they're still, you know, they're all selfish and they all still want their own thing, which is kind of the other, you know, funny story of the whole movie is that they all want this one thing and none of them can have it because they're all dysfunctional and they're all selfish, (laughs) you know, but we, we going into the holidays, we all want something. And, you know, that's something in uh, acting class, they would always ask you, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And that was how you built your character for that scene. Because every single one of us in this conversation right now, you and I both want a a certain outcome. And in every conversation, we all want something in particular. So if we can ask ourselves, like, what do I want and clarify those wants, it'll totally change. Right. You know, that's such a good question to ask. What do I want? Because I think if we don't ask that, we kind of go in just kind of keeping our fingers crossing, crossed mm-hmm. and hoping. Well, hoping I think, that so-and-so doesn't do this or hoping that everybody gets along or hoping that, yeah. Right. And I think for me, if I don't ask what do I want, it can end up being pretty superficial. If I challenge, what do you actually want? Do I want to, I don't know, impress people because my kids are well-dressed and I was on time and we made two sides? Like, no, that's not actually what I want. But without asking the question, that might just all be of your, that all might of just, my ambition. Right. That 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 superficial desire because yeah, it'd be nice to right. impress everybody with the kids and have the sides, yeah, and be on time and you know just all the different stressors that we right. have and so I think that without really considering what is this about? Mm-hmm. What do I want to bring? What do I want to gain? Mm-hmm. Without it, those superficial things do jump in the driver's seat. And and if and then you're so, it's such a tentative situation. 
and then we are a character in a cheesy Christmas <laughs> film. <laughs> which are really, caric- <laughs> those films are just caricatures of, of us, us. Which is why exactly. they're so funny. Because the That's mom is watch freaking them. out because <laughs> the pillows aren't straight. And there's that one kid who just like sneaks off to his room because he's like, oh my gosh, mom's cleaning the house, you know, like. Because we've all been there. It's just getting too close. It's just getting too real. (laughs) (laughs) Too real, too real. No, actually, (laughs) I, you know, I've let that go. I really have. Yeah. It's, I'm a free woman. There's a, there's a clap track that we'll play right now. (laughs) No, but the holidays (laughs) will bring it back. You know, I mean, it does. Mm -hmm. The idealism, you know, just wanting this. And it's, we want good things. We want beauty. We want memories. We want special things. But um, it reminds me of when you got married. And after the wedding, as you know, as I reflected on it for the next week, there were two or three things that had happened that were just, they weren't horrible things, but they were just like not good things, you know, and things that went wrong or something someone said. And they just like played over and over and over in my head like Mm -hmm. on repeat. And I finally was like, what's going on here? It was an incredible day. It was a beautiful day. You know, 97 things went right and three things went wrong. Yeah. Why am I so obsessed with those three things? And and in that obsession also kind of mad at a few people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I realized I, this day was special. My one daughter was getting married and it made me think of like a, a you know, a white tablecloth mm-hmm. and if there were like three little drops of wine on it, you know, mm-hmm. like little drops. But because it's so pristine, mm-hmm. those three things would really the, stand yeah. out. Um, and and that just really helped me kind of, you know, navigate those, those feelings. I was like, all right, yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted a perfect day. Yeah. And so therefore these three things, you know, it wasn't a 100% perfect day. Right. But it was still, what I really wanted was a very special day. And right. it was. And I think that paradigm translates well into the holidays. Mm-hmm. You know, because I start thinking about different things. I mean, I mean, actually, I was about to say, I start thinking about decor and like names at the table and everything. I'm not even there. I'm like, oh my gosh, the guest room. It's like, you can't even walk in it. And there's people <laughs> that need to sleep there. And I need to get this other space. I told you. Mm-hmm. Our basement. Mm-hmm. It's like my nemesis, and it's an unfinished basement, but it's been usable before. Mm-hmm. But then in between the holidays, it just gets, like, destroyed and crammed yeah. in. And so we had a flood, a small flood, but a flood in the basement this week. And part of me was like, well, good, because now I'm going <laughs> to get the basement clean. But anyway, so that's where my head is right now. But then you start to, you know, I'll get past that, and I start thinking about the fun stuff and the names on, you know, all these things, and um, and they should be fun, and they should be a joy, but they can, um, the things that we want for that day, I don't even know where I was going. I guess just that, you know, the the expectations, you know, just get higher and higher and higher into, what going back to what you said, what do I want? And I know what I want. Yeah. I want the fellowship of being together, and I want to share what we have is a community and a family, mm-hmm. you know, and the joy of it. Mm-hmm. And, and and if I make that the thing, then I'm going to guard that. Yeah. And I'm, and there are 
for me personally, there are a lot of things that I will sacrifice instead, you know, like I won't get stressed out because I didn't get X, Y, and Z done because I want, I'm about this, I'm about enjoying the fellowship and love of the family together. Mm. And about being pleasant. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and if you think about, you didn't even say like, I don't, I don't want like a happy family or a happy day. Even you said you want the joy and the joy of your family. (laughs) And And I can't control everybody else. Right. right? So to make a goal of something that I can't control. Yeah. 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 I know better than that because it's so funny that you said that because I was thinking about one of the things that will start to stress me is like, even if I can keep my attitude right. Is if other people's attitudes are Exactly. Not okay. And you know what's inevitable on a holiday when you're so out of your norm and you're taking your kids off their nap schedules and you're trying to hit two parents, you yeah. know, <laughs> is couples and children that are cranky. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just par for the course. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. And so, you know, I, I think about that. It's like, I want people to be happy, but there's going to be cranky people. And mm-hmm. so just to, you know, I think it's really important for me not to make it about something that's out of my control. Yeah. But how can I bring love and enjoy and serve? I mean, that's really what I want. Yeah. Well, you know, and joy, day. joy is not happiness, which is based on our circumstances. Joy is nearness to Christ. So when you say you want to enjoy your family and the joy of your family what can you do as the matriarch of the home you can be near to christ and then welcome those people in and you know that's a big enough umbrella for cranky people exactly yeah well i think you know that kind of reminds me of something i wrote forever ago and i actually read it recently because i was just looking back through some things i had written and it i said something to the effect of you know, we want, we want happiness. We want, um, you know, goodness and beauty. Um, we don't want the sad things. We don't want the hard days. Um, but we have a God whose hands are big enough to hold them both. Mm -hmm. And it is just such a comfort to me because I think when things start to kind of unravel and I'm seeing like the, like underside of, you know, my life, of someone else's life. It's just like, it can be really daunting, especially if you're someone who does care that everyone is happy. And and like, that's not a bad thing. No, you we want often them really to be just happy, want people, right. right. And, and, and you've we, worked hard to bring, to provide things that exactly will bring joy to people. Exactly. Like right. you've so made your home beautiful. You've, right. right. Yeah. You've worked hard for, and we do, we work hard for beauty and it, it is worth it. We work hard for family, um, for food, for meals, and it's worth it. Um, but when it doesn't go to plan, it's, I think it, it does, it, it feels like someone needs to take care of this. And someone is. Yeah. And yeah. it's not our job. Yeah. And I feel like it takes sometimes these, like the holidays and seeing all of your family in one place for you to really realize, oh, like, I mean, we say this all the time, but I'm not in control. Right. I'm not in control here. But there is somebody who actually is in control of all of this all the time. Yeah. 
And yeah. I think just for me, I haven't had, you know, I'm not hosting Thanksgiving, but I just look at like, you know, we moved into this new farmhouse. There are things that need to be done here still. Um, and, you know, just like the list of the, I want the boys' homework to be caught up before we go into, you know, Thanksgiving and, yeah, um, yeah, Christmas presents and I want them to be thoughtful and, you know, just all these different things. Um, and we're in the, we're in the stage that you mentioned, the navigating, we're going to get together with two families with a ton of small children and I'm pregnant. So I get really tired and really hungry really easily. And I'm just like, how are we going to do this and also enjoy what we're doing and not just run kind of the rat race. And for me, it's it's just so clarifying to think like, no, my job is not to make people happy. Yeah. But I do desire to enjoy my family. You remember when you were getting married mm-hmm. and we, you and I sat down, yeah. you know, and we were like, okay, what's the, mm-hmm. the goal here? Yeah. You know, what do you really want? And I know you and Ethan had talked um, because it was your and Ethan's wedding, not your and my mm-hmm. wedding. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I was, and and I remember we came up with like three things and I think that was so helpful throughout the wedding mm-hmm. because that was like the filter. Mm-hmm. Are these things going to, is all these things that we're trying to achieve, right? Are they going to serve these, these you know, values or these goals? Right. And I think that, um, just it's helpful in so many different times and but with with holidays because there are so many options yeah um but to you know think okay what do we really want out of it mm-hmm. and then um what's our desire and then make all the decisions with those in mind right. and what that's going to do is make it realistic you know for you to consider okay do we do we have the energy for this? Do we have the money for this? Do we have the time? Do we even have the want to, mm-hmm. you know? Um, because I just, you know, my mom used to tell me about how her parents, they'd go to bed Christmas Eve and her parents would put up the Christmas tree and decorate it mm-hmm. and they'd wake up in the morning and there was the tree. Mm-hmm. There were no decorations. That that was, maybe they had a wreath on the door, you know? Yeah. When I was a kid, um, we decorated the Christmas tree before. We might set a few things around. And it was wonderful and magical and beautiful, but it was nothing near yeah. what people do now. Yeah. And so, you know, and I'm just laughing because I was, you know, on social media today and I'm seeing people who have already decorated and I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, no hate. I'm just like, mm-hmm. and, you know, and and some people go all out, you know, in mm-hmm. every room. And, and I used to try to do that. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have a job and if I had a whole lot of energy and I didn't have any books I wanted to read, yeah. you know, yeah. I would still like to do that. Right. I would love to have a house that looks like Country Living Magazine at Christmas, yeah. you know. I would. But I know that that takes a whole, whole lot of time. Yeah. Not to mention money, right? And... It's so I guess it's almost like looking, almost budgeting your emotional and, you know, your emotional energy, your physical energy, your money, 
and and really looking at it like a budget. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that'd be great to have. But if I have that, that means I can't have that. Yeah. You know, and and just being thoughtful about it, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, it is so clarifying when you look at what are my values. And then yeah. all of those things, the food, the house, the decor, the presents, the outfits, you know, whatever, the picture, it you can figure out what is what out of all of those things because they are all good things mm-hmm. and they are all a means to some end. But you can figure out, okay, which one of those is actually most important to me? And right. it's going to be different for everyone's personality. Like, the- <laughs> your cute little puppy is spanky. We just have <laughs> to like, say this because we're both kind we're of We're both like- kind of looking at each other. I'm like... Did I? The, what's that? The puppy is, what is, is that? emitting yeah. some strange smell. Well, she's <laughs> she's sound asleep. <laughs> so cute, but she's really yeah. relaxed. Um, she's got it. <laughs> Wait, and you know what? She's a great Pyrenees. She's gonna be huge. It's gonna be bad. You're gonna want to figure that we'll out. Have to like lock <laughs> her in. To, a- <laughs> no, you just have to get her on the the food that doesn't. Yeah, make her toot. But that. All of those things will be clarified when you figure out what is the most important to you. And for some people, they are going to spend a lot of extra energy on their homes because that is the most important to them. And for some people, they're going to spend a lot of extra energy on their stack of books because that's important to them. You know, I do. I have like, I have Christmas books that come out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you're right. Um. And, and and so it's really that simple. Mm-hmm. What do I want? What is my desire for this? And um, to make your decision serve that. And if we clarify that too, we're not going to be so tempted to lash out on the people. Because when we know, I mean, it is really funny how we can run, you know, the gambit of, you know, the holidays and then look back and go, I didn't even do that one thing that's like the most important thing to me. Right. Or even like uh, minimize it even more, a day. Yeah. I can go a whole day and then like think about everything I accomplished. And even if I, you know, got everything done on my list, if I didn't sit down and read with the kids that day, it feels like a lost day. Like right. I didn't do the thing that I love the most, Yeah, which is, you know, to read with the kids or talk with the kids or play a game with the kids. Like I want to do something mm-hmm. one-on-one with them and well not one one-on-four with them <laughs> but you know like I want to spend time and show them I'm dropping everything and I'm looking at you and I'm asking you questions you know mm-hmm. um and and we can just kind of get stuck in it's like we have this kind of invisible expectation that we're going to do all of those things. We're letting someone else inform our right. to-do list. You right. know? I mean, it's us doing it, but it's it's like someone else's values if we haven't really thought about it. Right. Well, we and we're, we are, I mean, we're in a time where we can be very informed by other people, yeah. but it needs to be like inspiration, I think. You know, we need to mm-hmm. clarify what do I want mm-hmm. and and love. And then, I mean, this is like little rabbit trail, but this is even like for social media. If you can really say like, what do I love to see? Mm -hmm. And then just like delete everything else. (laughs) It makes like opening up that app, like 
Mm-hmm. I mean, there are Pinterest people out there. It's like looking at Pinterest. It's like mm-hmm. everything that you like just like right. floods in. So like yeah. I have a bunch of like liturgical calendar stuff and um, like beautiful homemaker inspirations and like mommy, you know, mantras and things like that. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. That's, gosh, that's really good. So when I open up not my to app, just like, like swallow these... everything that happens to come up in your feed. Yeah. It's like all this really awesome stuff that I want to see. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And I, I mean, it's just being intentional like that. And kind of going back to, you know, the people, um, I remember when you guys were younger, Say I had a saying, I don't know if you remember it, but I I it I said it a lot just almost to hear it myself. And I and it was just the best thing to do with family is to love them. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and it sounds, you know, duh. But I for me it was when you're looking at difficult situations with family members, whether they're immediate or extended, and and I think we get so stuck because I mean it's challenging to figure out your conflicts with the people that you must figure them out with. Right. Yeah. Much less the people that you see on occasion, mm-hmm. you know, the extended family that you see on occasion. And so to just just love them, to be okay, you know, that love does cover. And it is a solution. Yeah. It, it, rather than taking offense, rather than just, oh, they're doing it again. Well, what do you expect? Right. It's kind of like we really? want to bring we want to bring our ledger to the family gathering and be mm-hmm. like, well, I don't trust you because of blank. And mm-hmm. you've offended me because of blankety blank. And also this, that, and the other. And how many times are we called to forgive? Right. And that's right. not just because we're not supposed to hold a grudge. It's because we're supposed to enter into forgiveness with that person every time it comes back up. And this is the thing that is the greatest challenge and the greatest beauty of family is that you're not there because you like them, like them. You're not there (laughs) because they're your friends that you have chosen. You're there because you have the bond of family. Yeah. And, you know, as I remember, just as I got older and I would be with extended family and I, it just occurred to me, we'd probably, our paths would never cross if we weren't family. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there was so much diversity, you know, as as people grow up and they choose so many different things, right? So their mm-hmm. lives diversify very quickly. Their lifestyles diversify very quickly. Right. They can, I mean, they're, they're, there's just so much different that they wouldn't encounter each other, much less hang out together right. or have expectation of a really special <laughs> fellowship and day together. But it's this bond of family that can actually sustain that. That's amazing. You know, and it's not about liking and it's not about getting along even. It's about the love of family that you can come together and disagree over so many things, religion, politics, all the things. And we have, you know, so many more now in our culture. It really, I mean, to me, especially the way things are now where, you know, people are so quick to, you know, 
kind of go down the the list of well, what do you think about this, 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 this? Okay, yeah, we're good. No, we're, or more often than not, you know, no, mm-hmm. and just kind of canceling each other. Mm-hmm. But yet, family can still survive that. It's such a picture of the body of Christ. It's like a maximization of what this is because we can't go to our church brothers and sisters and be, you know, hateful. No matter what they've done, you know, we we need Not to Not without being hypocrites. Right. Yeah. Love them. And then yeah. in your family, it's like it, we're almost like, well, you're my family, so you shouldn't have hurt me this bad. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. where our love, our Christ-like love shines the brightest. We get to be Christ to our family, Christ's mm-hmm. hands and feet to our family in a way that we don't get to be to anyone else because they can hurt us so badly in a way that no one else can. And then we choose to forgive them. That's, you know, that's transformational. That's Christ's love. And we get to rub up. We really, we get to enter into the sufferings of Christ. We get to love these people who might be really difficult yeah, and sin against us. But I, I think for me, what it makes me think of, you know, and and I, I mean, I haven't had anything really, really crazy major, but I mean, I don't know. We've had some family stuff. <laughs> Everybody has. Everybody um, has, yeah. It just makes me think like what incredible grace has been shown to me. Right. And now I get to, I mean, Jesus loved me, died for me. And now this person who has offended my sensibilities, you know, yeah. on, you know, whatever level, it really, honestly, the deeper they've offended me, the more my love matters and means. Yeah. And I yeah. get to, I get to love them. You know what I think is important too, is that, i to say this, you know, in in our closest relationships, we they obviously they do require love mm-hmm. they work because of love so you know you might hurt my feelings i might hurt your feelings but because we're very close we're going to we're we're going to overlook a lot of things we're going to wrestle through things mm-hmm. we're going to apply that forbearance and love because we have you know this this relationship in our hierarchy of relationships is very high right with extended family, I'm, I'm trying to be careful how to say this because mm-hmm. those relationships are very important, but they're not as day-to-day as some others, you know? I yeah. mean, there, I, there is a hierarchy of relationships, yeah. you know? And because somebody's lower down, you know, you still love them, but, you know, they're, you know, probably my closest relationship is with dad, you know, with with your dad, my husband, Jeff, that's going to get the most effort. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about everybody being together, those are all relationships that are really important to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the compulsion to figure everything out quite to the degree that I do. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get at is I think there there's some there's a lot of freedom in that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't need to work through all the details of in every 
possible conflict, you know. I see or what thing. you're saying. Yeah. So you can get together with those people and you don't have to work it out like you'd need to work <laughs> yes. it out with your spouse. You can just love them and say, you exactly. know, your gingerbread was bomb <laughs> and that can be enough. <laughs> That is free. That's it. That is Thank really Thank you for freeing. expressing that. You really <laughs> express that well. The gingerbread's bomb. Love ya. I do. It's a good day. Well, and, that's, and I think that's, it's so good because just being there is an yeah. opportunity to say, I love you. Yeah. With really, really difficult people when you it just might, yeah. come and, and, and you decide, yeah, I'm just going to love you today and be right. here and bring what I bring. I think that's another huge thing that we talk about all the time is, you know, it takes two to tango. And if you have tried and, you know, you've said sorry or you've said, hey, I want to talk to you about this and it hasn't worked, then one, don't expect mature behavior from immature people. And two, and that doesn't mean you need to walk into family time and think, well, you're all immature, you know, so you don't deserve my time. But, you know, just if, if somebody has repeated certain character traits to you and then you walk in on, you know, a Christmas dinner and expect them to be completely different. Like who's being dumb in that situation? It's <laughs> exactly you. Right. So right. don't like get all prepped to be offended, you know? Yeah. Um, also that's too much energy and your toddler skipped her nap. So it's just not worth it. Like there's just a lot more going on. Um, that's so good though. I mean, we're know? laughing, but it is too much energy. It's too much energy. And you've got a lot to carry. We all have our load to carry. And that's what I'm and saying. And we have to be discerning about, and I will, in my right. mind, I'll be like, I care about that, but I don't have to pick it up. Right. And I shouldn't pick it up because what I got on my back right now is heavy enough. And if I pick that up, I'm not going to be able to take care of what I need to. Right. And and that's why I think the whole analogy of the cheesy Christmas film just is so good because they're all trying to navigate you know, a family holiday time together without that freedom, without... Love covers a multitude of sins. When we walk in and we just love those people, right? we just love them, we don't have to go through all of the offenses. We don't have to figure out everything that's happened. And we don't have to make everything right. We don't have to make everything good. Yeah. We don't have to make everything about us, about... I'm offended about that. I'm, you know, annoyed by this. Mm-hmm. We're just a whole bunch of people trying to get together. Well, and we're all and, and we're all sinful people. So right, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's. I have one thing when you were saying about um. Yeah, I guess it was just not picking up things that. Oh, I know it. It's just a scripture. It's it says it's a man's glory to overlook in it. An offense. Mm-hmm. It is man's glory to overlook an offense. And of course, First Corinthians 13, which describes love, you know, it it doesn't notice wrong. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, and it suffers long. And, and I think people, it, it can be, it took me a while to figure out that that's not just being a martyr. That's actually a solution. Mm-hmm. Love covers over. It is the solution to these situations often. Yeah. And um, it it just, it really, it can carry us through them with, like I said earlier, it's, it's broad enough. The umbrella is big enough 
so we can walk in and yeah, we've done these special things and prepared and we have these hopes and we want a special day. But, you know, if Joe gets mad at, you know, Frank or whatever, you know, <laughs> or, you know, um, I, I want to say this too. I don't know if you remember this, but years ago I heard that, you know, in a relationship, like there's a two of us sitting right here. There's, and yes, there's one relationship, but kind of psychologically Mm -hmm. there are two relationships Mm -hmm. because there's my perception of this relationship and there's your perception of this relationship. So in terms of what's going on, you know, in brains, Mm -hmm. there's really two things, two relationships right here. Yeah. So what I did was I kind of went through with just our family of eight at the time mm-hmm. and thought added up how many psychological relationships there were. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish I remember. I mean, just, you know, really quick, I was like, okay, dad has a relationship with seven people. Right. I have a relationship with, and, and I just added all that up and there were, you know, a lot of relationships. Yeah. Like I, I want to say almost a hundred psychological relationships in this family of eight, you know, that's probably more than it was. But my point is, so let's say now we have, you know, we'll probably have close to 30 people and a lot of people they will go to gatherings with a lot more people. Mm-hmm. You think about that. Mm-hmm. You think, I mean, to me, that's just like, this is the fact that we, you know, or even coming together is pretty amazing. Right. Yeah. And also with that, that is a lot of humanity mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. outside of its normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah, there's going to be stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So but that's, that's the, that's the beauty of it. That's the power of right. it. Right. That, with all of that, with all the diversity, with all of that, it can be a beautiful. We keep doing it. Yeah, there's something to it, right? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So why do we do it? <laughs> why do all the crazy people in the cheesy Christmas movies do it? Because we love each other. <laughs> we do. We do, and it's such a testimony to what really love is. Yeah, it's not about everything being okay. You know, it's not. It's not about everything always being hunky-dory. It's about we are family, we are, you know, often then there's friends as well, and we're going to come together and celebrate that. You know, I was I was having a talk with Ethan the other day, and it was just like one of those days where like everything mounted, and then, um, and then I had a... Just, yeah, it was just like everything. Everything was all too much all at once. And um, and I was trying to look forward at the same time. And I was just expressing to Ethan everything. And he was like, you know, God, God loves you like this. He loves, do you think he sees all of this and, and, and doesn't love you? He sees all of all of this and he loves you. And he I I wish I could remember his exact words, but he said some to the something to the effect of God, you know, loves us in all like the the unfinished and the undone and the messiness. And 
you know, he wants us to love it all in process too. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was really clarifying for me because I think I want, I want perfection. Mm-hmm. I was made for perfection. You know, mm-hmm. I was made for Eden and, and there's that heart cry, but there's also, you know, I, I've been put on this earth, you know, to sojourn and, you know, to walk the Christian life and, and I'm supposed to look at all of this, you know, in in process and not just despair it, but bring a message of hope of what yeah. is coming, of what is. Yeah, we are all undone, but there is something that is complete and whole and full that is coming with a lavish love after us. Mm. And it just totally changed my perspective on, I mean, just that day that I was— I'll just say it, kind of having a mental breakdown, but also mm-hmm. on what is my life? You know, mm-hmm. it's, that's why I'm here. That's so good because, you know, it is hard, mm-hmm. but we can trouble our own trouble by having an just a totally um, unrealistic expectation of what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, and that he loves us in the process. It makes me think of the, the now and the not yet. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, our, our times, our celebrations with family, you know, around the holidays or birthdays or whatever it is, is, is that, you know, it's this, it can be a thin veil moment when this is, you know, we're, we're meant for this, perfect love in community and that's why we come and and we do want we want it to be good and we don't want to be hurt or offended and um but to to come into it knowing we're not there yet it's the now and the not yet but to really be able to celebrate and enjoy the now yeah with the hope of what will be Mm -hmm. yeah just the perfect perfect christmas and perfect wonder what Christmas will be like in heaven. Maybe every day will be Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and obviously there will be lots of Thanksgiving. So. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, we've talked about last week about letting what is to come inform mm-hmm. our holidays. Um, I mean, our preparations. Mm-hmm. But we can, in the same way, let what is to come ultimately to come mm-hmm. the perfection of, of joy and celebration and restoration and all of the things that you know um, this life is just kind of a, a dim reflection mm-hmm. but let those things inform our our celebrations the hope of it yeah i feel ready i feel ready to just get after it and go into yeah, come help me clean the basement. The holidays. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, this is good. I'll, I'll need to listen to this too. Still got to get some stuff ready, but yeah. Yeah.